Welcome to the Tenant Law Podcast, where we talk about new, interesting, and or important legal cases affecting New York City tenants. This podcast will be about 10 minutes long. First, we give you some background so you have the context to understand the case we are discussing. Then we talk about the case itself. And finally, we explain why the case is important and give you our tenant takeaway. I am Michelle Itkowitz, and today's case is Espinoza versus Key, a fairly recent New York City civil court Queens County case. First, let's set the stage with some context. A lease is the contract between the landlord and the tenant. Most leases contain standard language saying that the lease can only be changed by a writing signed by both parties. This is called a merger clause because everything the landlord and tenant agreed on in the deal is deemed merged into the contract. This also is sometimes called a no oral modification clause. Now, these clauses are very important and they're usually enforced strictly by the courts because think of the mayhem there would be if such clauses were not typically enforced. Every time someone did not want to be held to a contract, They would just claim that the other side orally agreed to something else and then contracts everywhere would be kind of meaningless. Also, most leases have another clause that says something like this. No act done by landlord or its agents shall be deemed an acceptance of surrender of the apartment and no agreement to accept such surrender shall be valid unless in writing signed by the landlord. What does that mean? All of this together means that you can, you cannot just leave the apartment in the middle of your lease and hand the key to the super on the way out, and then you do not owe anything else under the lease. That's not how it works. Again, these clauses are typically upheld by the court. And it works the other way as well. Why would a tenant want to avoid a finding that landlord accepted its surrender without a court case? Well, because in that case, the landlord would be justified in changing the locks without a court case, and we don't want that. It's So it's very hard to overcome the written lease between the parties that says that the lease will not be terminated and of no further effect just based on tenant leaving the apartment. But there's an exception to this general rule called surrender by operation of law, surrender by operation of law. A judge has the power to find that a lease is terminated and of no further effect, no matter what it says in the lease. If the parties to a lease both do some act so inconsistent with the landlord and tenant relationship that it indicates their intent to deem the lease terminated. Today's case raises this issue. Did tenant surrender by operation of law when he left his apartment eight months before the landlord came in and changed the locks to the apartment? Now let's get into today's case. In today's case, In August 2022, the tenant loaded most everything in his apartment into a U-Haul and drove away. I'm going to assume he also didn't pay the rent because there's mention in the case of of an eviction case going on at the same time. Landlord thought tenant was gone because she saw the U-Haul truck 
and she saw that the windows to the apartment were left open for a long time, even when it was raining. So at some point she went in and she saw the apartment was empty, except for a computer, which she stored in case the tenant came back for it. It seems like she began an eviction case because there's mention of it in this case, but before the eviction case concluded, she changed the locks to the apartment in April, 2023, that's eight months after the U-Haul truck. Right after that, tenant came back in April, 2023, and the tenant claimed that he left valuable property in the apartment. And when the tenant could not get into the apartment, he asked the landlord for access to get his things. Apparently the landlord said no, because the tenant brought this illegal lockout proceeding against the landlord in Queen's civil court, and that is today's case. Now, remember the standard for surrender by operation of law. It's that when the parties to a lease do some act so inconsistent with the landlord-tenant relationship that it indicates their intent to deem the lease terminated, no matter what the lease has to say about it. So the court held here that the tenant did do something so inconsistent with the landlord and tenant relationship that he was indicating that the landlord and tenant relationship was over, that he surrendered by operation of law, and thus the landlord did not illegally lock the tenant out. The court looked at the following factors. There was no contact from the tenant for eight months, and the court suggested this was a very long time. The court was almost hinting if the tenant had come back in September, it would be a different outcome than the tenant coming back in April. There was nothing in the apartment. There was the U-Haul that came and the tenant was unable at the hearing to document that there was valuable property in the apartment that he had claimed he left in the apartment. The tenant admitted the first contact he had was landlord with landlord was not to ask to get back in the apartment to live there, but just to retrieve his stuff. So the court put all this together and said that the this was not an illegal lockout because the tenant had surrendered by operation of law i was a little bit surprised by this result because in general courts in new york city usually restore tenants who claim to have been illegally locked out but then again eight months is a very long time and there really was apparently nothing in the apartment and the tenant didn't communicate during this period of time even though he was being sued. Now this gives rise to some very interesting tenant takeaways, but first some quick housekeeping. This is not legal advice, I'm not your lawyer, but because I am a lawyer, this might be considered legal advertising. If it's legal advertising, it's terrible because I'm asking you not to contact me. This pod is not a commercial for me or my law firm. It's simply the podcast I always wanted to make. Email us with your questions. We might be answering listener questions on the pod without announcing your name, but I'd like to say the New York City neighborhood you're from. If you like our work, give us those five stars and put this podcast on your socials because you might not need this information today, but somebody else might. It's time for the tenant takeaway. Tenant takeaway time. If you're going on a long trip and no one is going to be home in your apartment, you should do the following things. Well, of course you should pay your rent. If the landlord communicates with you, you should answer that communication. Have your mail forwarded to wherever you are or have a reliable friend checking your mail. If you get sued, you should never, ever ignore a lawsuit. And 
if you are doing something where you're driving a moving truck up to the building and taking large pieces of furniture or boxes, suitcases out of your apartment, then you should tell the landlord in writing that you're not vacating in case the landlord sees this on a camera or the landlord staff sees it. You don't have to give the landlord a bunch of information about your business and tell them where you're going and why, but it can't hurt to establish that the U-Haul truck is not a move out, even if it looks like a move out, especially if you're going to be absent from the apartment and nobody's going to be in there for an extended period of time. And there you have it. Remember, New York City, the law belongs to you. But your ownership of the law is only as great as your understanding of the law. So let's learn to live better. I am Michelle Itkowitz, and this is the Tenant Law Podcast.